In this week's Mum Mind podcast, we're talking to Dave Saunders from ladstodads.ie. Is his brainchild helping dads adjust in those early days? He noticed from his own experience that the lead up to a birth and the early days is all focused on mum. And maybe the dads need an extra hand too. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Mum Mind podcast. I'm Steph McSherry and today I'm on my own because Paul Bethan has a very sore throat, so it's no good if we can't hear her. But I have Dave Saunders with me from Lads to Dads. Good morning, Dave. Steph, how are we? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Excellent. Tell me in a couple of sentences for those that don't know what Lads to Dads is. I suppose what what we are is a perinatal support service for dads and what we're looking to do is support dads to become positive, influential, active role models in the lives of their children and create a kind of a a supportive, safe space to do that. Um, We do it in many different ways, which I can get into in more detail, but in just a quick synopsis, we're there to support dads um, to transition into parenthood in a safe, non-judgmental space for them to do that. Which is amazing because I guess it's one of those things you don't really think about because as a mum, you get loads of support through your pregnancy and in those early days, but the dads are kind of left to wing it a bit. Well, yeah, I mean, wing it is a good terminology. I can't argue with that. And it's only in fairness when I started doing this work that I realised how much winging they have to do. Yeah. Um, There is very little support for dads. And I think there's there's probably societal reasons for that, but also I feel that dads aren't great at coming forward with saying, look, I, I wouldn't mind a bit of additional support or a bit of additional help. I mean, I'm a parent now of two. I have two adult, uh, ch- I still don't know what the, the terminology is. Are they adult children or are they just adults? <laughs> I have two people who used to be children and now they're adults. Um, they belong to you in some you capacity. Know, who are, who are uh, on their own journey now and... I think I would have really, I would have really loved somewhere to link in, um, just to get a bit of support and a bit of advice and a bit of just guidance as to, am I doing okay as a parent? You know, yeah. my kids doing okay because there is no real benchmark, and I think it's even harder now on the fact that social media has put so much pressure on parents to be, you know, the perfect parent, which is a terminology that I detest because it doesn't exist and it puts unnecessary pressure. And I think just having a space sometimes to link in and say, look, things are going okay. I'm doing all right. And I'm on yeah. the right path sometimes can be enough. It doesn't yeah. have to be overcomplicated, but that's there if you need it. What was the the reason for setting this up? Because obviously if your kids are adults, this this is a fairly new venture. So what, what made you, what prompted you to do this? Historically, I suppose where it came from was I was a young parent. I became a parent um, when I was 18 years of age. And with becoming a young parent, which is a lot of stuff that I figured out now, comes a lot of additional, especially now, I became a parent in the 90s. Uh, things were completely different. Mm. People, there was a lot of pressure that came with you being a young parent. There was a lot of, uh, you know, the chances of you being successful are, are not, are not, you know, unlikely due to the fact you're a young parent. You don't know what you're doing. Um, there's societal pressure in the fact that, you know, no one says, for example, and I say this every time we talk, but it's such an important piece. No one says congratulations to you when you're a young parent, right? You're really? met with this. Well, you're met with kind of, <gasps> you've what? You yeah. know? 
Um, and that can really impact you. And I, I suppose I really, really struggled with just being a parent in general. Was I doing okay? Now, I had great support around me. I had a great tribe around me. But I was unable to talk and open up and share with people and say, look, I'm really, really struggling here. And I don't know if I'm doing a good job. And I don't know how I know if I'm doing a good job. Yeah. And I think also when you're a young parent, what can happen is sometimes you assume... And I'm not saying this is only for young parents, but you assume sometimes that particularly the mother, the mother or, or the mother-in-law or, the, you know, your mother knows much more about being a parent than you do because we just assume that women know more about being parents than men. And that's not necessarily the case. But mm. so we assume, I assumed at the time that I just didn't know enough and I, I wasn't prepared enough. I didn't link in with any antenatal services. I didn't do any of that because I was afraid. I thought I'd be judged. And I also thought that everyone in the room would be older and know more than me. So that didn't help yeah, with my yeah. journey. And I also felt they faded a little bit into the background in, in regards to, I wasn't confident enough, for example, to say, now look, I'll give it to the bottle. Now we've got this. I know what I'm doing. You know, and yeah. you can fade a little bit. And all I wanted to do was set up an organization originally for young parents to try and give them a bit of guidance, support, and just say to them, look, you're doing okay. Mm. You know, these to give you a bit of belief to step into your role. Uh, as a parent and a little bit around, you know, children's development and a little bit around preparation for antenatals and stuff like that and the birth itself. But as I started doing it, I quickly realized that like there was really very little for men of all ages, right? So age became irrelevant. I still have a huge piece of me to want to support young men and I've been lucky enough to do that. But it became quite clear that there wasn't a lot for men in general. There yeah. wasn't a safe space, for example, that you could just sit and chat with other dads or dads to be and say look I'm terrified you know that's okay that's a good conversation to have why are you terrified and someone else would say well actually I was terrified too and yeah. you know just that space or I don't I don't know what to expect in childbirth I don't know what to do or look sometimes we have big conversations about even trimesters and how a woman's body changes and develops and why and why things are changing and just when you put a bit of context on a lot of stuff like that uh, it makes such a huge difference. You know, I'd love to say that we do really in-depth programs and I'm building towards that. But at the moment, that's not what, what I see or we see is needed. The Camp Parenting Community is my online support for parents. It's waitlist free and inside is myself and a child and family therapist. So together we offer you 42 years experience helping children and family to solve your parenting problems. If you want to join us, head to my website, bethanoreardon.com and be the change your children need. Do you know, interestingly enough, you said when you were talking about the tribe and the family that steps up and around, you mentioned mothers and mothers-in-laws and you didn't mention fathers. And I'm wondering, is this a key piece to it? Like a, a, a boys in particular, not great at saying to their own dads, help me out here. I'm struggling a bit. I, I, I don't know what I'm doing. It's a good question and it's something that we discuss regularly. I still think we've a long way to go as regards with fathers, particularly with our sons, handing down the baton of what it means to be a father, what you know, talking about childbirth, having an in-depth conversations because the majority of what I learned about being a parent was from my mom uh, mm -hmm. and the females in my family, you know, and my, you know, extended family. So I do think we have a long way to go. I think it's changing and I think the the generation now is a huge, wants to be there to support. But I think originally 
traditionally, as you say, I don't think we're like, for example, I'll give you a prime example. I had a conversation with a young lad a, a good while ago and he was on his way to the hospital. His partner was going to give birth and he was with, I can't remember what male role model was in this, in the car with him, driving him down, but they were talking about football all the way. You know, they didn't speak about the birth yeah. itself or what to expect or what to prepare. Yeah. And, you know, I do think a lot of them conversations need to happen more. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think in particular Irish males, I'm comparing, we've got some American cousins. They'd be pretty good at talking about feelings and stuff like that. I think Irish men in particular are not great at it, but they're getting better. Like I see my husband with, his son you know the lines of communication are a lot better emotionally than they were with his dad say yeah i think historically you know the role of like you know when you go go way back i mean i remember reading some of the stats that like you're talking the 60s and 70s the majority of the dads weren't even at the birth of the child you know just no, it definitely wasn't part not. of what they did you yeah. know they were traditionally classed as a breadwinner and you know that's what they did yeah. uh, i think now the role is hugely changing and all the dads that we link him and it's great to see it's really encouraging but even having these conversations people want to know about dad is another exciting piece but i think dads now want to be more hands-on they want to sort of see be seen as equal caregivers you know and a lot of the stuff that we talk about is about that what does it mean to be a dad right yeah. um, conversations that would never have happened in yeah. my day and it's yeah. really exciting to be part of it yeah, and like you can see, you know, there's more parental leave. Dads are more than welcome in the delivery room, but maybe the supports haven't come along with it to help them out with that process. There's generally a discussion, and I'm not saying this is for every single dad, but the majority of dads, and, and this is on the back of many different conversations, but also we've been lucky enough to do some research with other organizations like CDI did a great research piece called Being Dad, and they interviewed dads, and what they were trying to figure out was what's kind of missing, yeah, particularly in the perinatal sector. And I'm not saying this is for every dad, but, the, but there is a, an overriding theme of, for example, a lot of dads would feel... They're not really included in the antenatal space. It's not really for that. It's, you know, it's there's a tiny little bit for that, but it's not a safe space that a dad, majority of dads could sit in a room and ask questions that they really want to ask and have them conversations. They don't really feel included. And I mean, COVID really highlighted a lot of this in the scans and stuff. A lot of times they'll say to you, I'm not even asked, how's dad doing? You know, or it's, mm. it's, and the narrative there is you're not really that important so far. And then when it comes to the birth, you know, we get the same kind of, I don't really know my role or where I fit in or what I'm supposed to do. And a lot of that is because they haven't really been prepped properly on what your role is, you know, as, as you know, and it's a difficult one. And then they will all say so far that when it comes to home visits after baby has been born, that no one even asks dad how he is, you know, so... Mm. If you look at that narrative all the way along, and look, there's other dads with different experiences, but the, the overriding theme is that's kind of where it sits. So to me, that kind of says you're not really that important, right? There's not really that many supports for you. And if you're struggling with becoming a dad or supporting your partner, where do you go? Yeah, and especially and all do do? of that all of that care that you've just talked about is very female dominant. Yes. Do you know, and then, then that's even more difficult, right, to say to a female, look, I'm struggling because you're worried they're going to turn around and say, you're struggling. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And even, <laughs> like, as I said, in the antenatal classes themselves, uh, like, it takes a very brave man to stand up in a room with, you know, with a lot of mm. pregnant women and and say, 
I want to ask this question or that question or this question because you, yeah. you kind of feel that like you should know all this stuff, but we don't because yeah. where did we learn it? You know, that's the so question. What's the practical side of Lads to Dads? Do you have online meetings? Are there virtual meetups? Like how do these how do these men kind of access you and get this information or talk or be feel comfortable enough to kind of ask these questions? There's a few different avenues. Well, at the moment, all, I mean, all the stuff we do is online, right? So we do a monthly Zoom meeting with dads and part of that monthly Zoom is we bring dads in and we just talk about parenthood. And, you know, you might have a new dad who's, it's a lot of dad is peer-to-peer led, right? So you might have a new dad who's coming in and he's looking terrified about this. I don't really know about what to expect at the birth. And you'll have other dads who've just recently been through the process and talk about it. We can talk a little bit about from the, you know, like, for example, you, you might cover, you know, emergency C-sections. And when I say cover it, you just say this is, could possibly happen because they might ask you what 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 would that look like and what would yeah. happen. And you might give them a bit of insight into that. Um, You might make them aware of, they might ask you about postnatal depression and you might say, well, look, it exists in dads too. There's something to be aware of. But just highlighting all these things. Yeah. Um, and if you feel you're struggling or your partner's struggling, you know, this is what you can do. But a lot of it is peer-led. But sometimes we'll bring in someone, for example, we had someone in a few months ago and they were talking about infant first aid. We had someone else talking about baby massage. We had someone else talking about sleep. So next year, the plan is that we're going to roll out a calendar a year in advance and kind of we're going to bring in six or seven people to talk about topics that the dads would like to know a little bit more about. Yeah. When we started this journey, we were doing it in conjunction with an organization called Blue Skies and we were lucky enough to have a midwife who used to come on the calls, which was actually really, really important Yeah. to answer all all them technical questions because I don't have the knowledge and I'm not even going to attempt to ask answer some of the questions and that was great to have that to say well look this is the expert's opinion and this is the questions you can ask but a lot of the, we also do we're starting a new program called Building Baby from Head to Toe, which is in conjunction with Northside Partnership. And that's kind of an evidence-based program around development, brain development. You know, it's it's kind of up to year two and it's about rupture and repair and it's about, you know, eye contact and connecting and all that stuff. Oh, and we're starting that now with, with a lot of new dads on Wednesday and that's going to roll for two weeks. So... There's a bit of both. Like if I had the ideal scenario, we don't have a premises around that if dad's coming in and we'd be running groups on a regular basis. That's the long term plan. But mm. really what it is. And so also, sorry, sometimes you'll have a dad ringing who, for example, might be going through a separation. So what we'll do is we'll refer them to an organization. So there's a referral pathway as well. Okay. Uh, we had a couple of dads, for example, through COVID who were possibly struggling with bear trauma or that type because the bears were particularly traumatic and we were able to refer them into a service that specialises. So what we'd like to do is to be able to create that pathway as well. So if a dad is struggling in a certain area, we're able to refer them. But a big part of what we do, and it has to be highlighted, is is champion how great it is to be a parent. It's fun. It's great crack. You know, it is pressure, but... There's great fun enjoying it. And it's championing a lot of that stuff as well because it is good crack, right? But it's tough. Yeah. And I think on the lead up to a baby being born for both the male and the female, it's fear of the unknown, isn't it? Yes, it is. And it's, you get it, some dad saying to you, look, they're actually afraid to talk to their partner about how afraid they are of becoming a parent because they feel they have to carry. You know, they have mm-hmm. to be that. It goes back to that whole ethos of men can't talk and men can't open up. And sometimes you say to them, look, just talk to her. Yeah. Tell her. 
and it'll start, it can, and that can open up a lot of dialogue between the two. But sometimes men feel they have to carry that. Oh, I can't really talk about how afraid I am because becoming a parent is terrifying, right? It's yeah. The biggest. Would you call it the, like it's the biggest upheaval in your life ever? Of course. Yeah. And then it, and I, I actually think it keeps going not to put people mm. off, but as in, you know, every stage of development, you think, oh, I've got this sussed. And then, you know, the tween years hit and you're like, oh, Jesus, I have not got this sussed. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. And, and again, creating a re referral pathway for that is important because some of the organizations do great, for example, parenting a teen course. And when you get a bit of insight as to why teenagers do what they do, it just makes it a little bit, okay, it's not me. Yeah. One of the, the main things you think is I'm failing as a parent, but there's reasons why kids pull away and do their own thing. And when you understand that better, I think it gives you a bit more context. Yeah. We talk why. we talk about that a fair bit about the, the brain development and how they kind of lose their fear of um, things going wrong so that they can push the boundaries so that they can try new stuff. We talk about that a fair bit here. Um, if you had a magic wand, if you could wave and say, right, these services should be in place along with the antenatal classes and things like that, what would you love to see happen? As an organisation, what we'd love to see is we'd love to see like a, a dad's programme being run countrywide, right? So yeah. there was there was a lads to dads in each location that men who are becoming or you know, people who are becoming parents could link in and could learn a little bit more. I think long term I'd love to see I think there's a space I think a space for dads to have their area and then a space for moms to do theirs and then bring them together for a joint program would be beautiful as well, you know, because yeah. you you're able to create that space. I do feel that dads need a and a, a perinatal space to be heard, to be seen, to get a bit of education, a bit of support and a bit of advice. Uh, I think it's really important. And I'd also love to see, like, I'd love to see, like, premises where men, we could we could go into physically and sit in groups with other men and say, right, championing the role of being a parent. What does it mean? What would you like as your parenting journey? And just having a space for men who just feel supported seen heard and i'd love to see further research for example on the needs of expecting the new dads you know let's do a research piece as well on what's needed i'd love to help them like assist since systematic approach uh, into the transition into fatherhood and then like develop materials that's another piece that's really important and the work that we're doing is sometimes we work with organizations and we'll ask the question to say look how dad friendly is your organization mm. you know let's look at it like look at the literature look at the like even the likes of if you look at the a lot of the supports from the hsc and from for for parents it's it's 90 percent mom and baby there's a tiny little bit with dad but even the logos the pictures the images how dad friendly is it what message is it being sent yeah you know? and i'm even i'm even thinking i do a lot of work with parent and toddler groups and we do have dads come and i think they're very brave to come in because it's mainly female-led it's female you know, it's the mums and the babies coming and I'm thinking how much I wonder if you had even just once a month a dad group you know instead of it being parent and toddler how many more men would come do you know it's that they feel question, comfortable yeah. it is a good question what we find as well is that like I might get dads who link in once and you'll never hear from them again and that's okay because that's all they want yeah you know, they want something, they might want to ask one or two questions, they might want to, but they know the group is there if they want to come back. I think structured father inclusion um, and engagement, sort of training for multidisciplinary healthcare professionals working 
in that sector just to say, look, let's not forget about that. Uh, let's ask him how he's doing. Let's check in on that and let's see how, what's going on with him. Um, but I do, yeah, you're right. I think it's really, really important that we just start looking at it with a different lens. When I started doing this, people used to say to me, oh, you never get that. It's very difficult to engage with. They don't want to know. And I kind of want to flip the narrative and say, well, maybe the question should be, what's preventing dads from linking in, right? What's yeah. stopping them? You know, yes, they are a hard demographic to engage with, but honestly, once you do, as you said a minute ago, what you get from a lot of them is an absolute goal. Like they really, mm. really want to know yeah. how they can be the best parent that they can be. And I think us ladies have something to answer for there because we, we, I guess it's like the Me Too movement, right? You know, we we wanted men to speak up to to other men and say that's not okay to say that or behave like that. Well, then this in this uh, storyline, isn't it important for women to speak up and say I'd like him to be included in this conversation? You know, I'd like my husband to be part of this, my boyfriend, whatever. I'd like him to be welcome here too, because I think looking back on some of my antenatal classes or appointments dad was not included dad was not talked to you know it was very much so maybe it's up up to us ladies as well to say i'd like my partner to be included yeah a hundred percent i mean it's that's that's the piece as well is that sometimes men aren't great at standing up for themselves either especially for example say you go down to one of the the maternity hospitals and, and all of a sudden you're you're told not to come in for a scan you know for whatever reason like it's it's not easy to say well actually i want to be there that's my partner mm. it's really really important you know and yeah. i shouldn't be on the outside looking in and also for the partner to say no look he has to be there he's yeah. part of this it is it is a, a piece that's important to talk about um but i just feel that i think what's what's really positive is the amount of podcasts and chats that i've done and the amount of organizations that have contacted me about wanting to know more about that and wanting to say well actually you know what we kind of have forgotten about him. where yeah. is he and what can we do to support him and that's really encouraging yeah. um but i do feel that there's a long way to go in order for dads to be even looked at as equal caregivers you know and that's kind of yeah. what we're looking at longer term yeah it's just to give dad the belief and the confidence to say look i've got this how do dads find you or dads to be <laughs> We're on Instagram, which is at From Lads to Dads. Uh, we're on Facebook. We we have a website as well, which is From Lads to Dads. Most dads will drop you a message on Instagram or Facebook, to be honest. Uh, we also there's a website which or there's an email which is From Lads to Dads eighteen at gmail dot com, and a lot of dads might just drop us a line. And, from Lads uh, to Dads eighteen at gmail dot com. That's the that's the email address. Yeah. Okay, we'll um, put that on the show notes as well for people. And like what people, what dads. They are quite nervous joining a group, and I understand that because it is tough. But once they kind of get in and realise that it's non-judgmental, it's safe, and that we're just talking about fatherhood, we're talking about the intricate details of fatherhood, but also the joy and the beauty of being a parent. Like we had one or two meets meetups this year, and we went like to we went to zero latency, for example, and it's like a virtual reality game place, and we hung out and long Oh yeah, I saw I, that on Instagram. That was good well. crack. And what I'd like to do then is I'd like to, I, I'd love to look. On us every once a Saturday, every month, just meet up with the babies and go for a walk. I want to champion the likes of baby massage with dads because I just think it's so important. It's just yeah. really, really an amazing piece of you know. It's quite simple. It's and and that's why it's giving dads this information to do with it what they will. Yeah, I love it. 
Keep up the good work, Dave. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much. This podcast is sponsored by the Club Women's Network. It can be lonely working for yourself, so this online support and learning network is here to help women learn what they need to know to stay in business. They meet online twice a month and in-person meetups too. They teach you everything from reels to financial forecasting. For more information, check out theclubwomensnetwork.com. Kinderama is a multi-activity programme for younger kids. We love to try a bit of everything. Dance, drama, music, yoga, gymnastics, sports and mindfulness all delivered in imaginative classes with original songs, stories, costumes, props and puppets. Kinderama is available in school, in creche or online. Check out kinderama.com for more info.